five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Maybe I'm not running on there either. Yep, I see. Oh, there we go. Okay, we got that. And let's start off with some fun as always. Here we go. This holiday, I can count on someone's kid mistaking me for Santa. I'm so sorry. Come on, sweetie. Oh, no. And knowing right when my packages arrive. Introducing real-time delivery notifications. One more reason, this is our season. Okay, so that's from USPS. You got delivery notification, which I'm getting on my eBay packages, which I really, really like. So thank you, United States Postal Service. We put in a plug for them. Okay, so now let's get to the real news. Okay, look at this. GDP, this is from CNBC, which isn't usually my news source. I voted. I want you to see that. And uh, so, <laughs> you know, there were those who pointed out, and rightly so, that Obama's economic improvement was greater than Trump's in terms of percentage. And then the other side pointed out, rightly so, that Obama started in the midst of a great recession. Also true. So, uh, but, you know, people like that. Obama had a higher percentage. Not anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm not supposed to laugh at my jokes. Anyway, not anymore. Hi, John, on Facebook. Uh, now, now Trump's got the greatest single quarter improvement in U.S. history uh, since they've been tracking it. 33% up. Now, does that mean everything is hunky-dory? No, of course not. Oh, you know. What do they say? A recession is when your neighbor loses his job and a depression is when you lose yours. Okay, so anyway, take all those numbers as you will. But if you look at the historical U.S. economy, that was one of the faster bounce backs we've ever had, which is what he said would happen. And um, let's just leave it at that. Okay, the tech giants were on Capitol Hill yesterday and barely anybody mentioned much of anything except to poke at them and say, how come you leave the death threats of uh, the Ayatollah Khomeini up, but you take down Trump saying, uh, you know, get some sunshine and take walks, or I don't know what they, you know, banned. But uh, now they're getting health. I'm noticing that on Twitter I get election warnings on no matter what it is. It doesn't matter which side of the aisle. doesn't matter anything. Uh, so... They're putting warnings on everything. And, you know, to be fair, Twitter is Twitter and CNN is CNN. And, you know, you have the power of the dial. Um, so you may want to find alternatives. And that's one of the polarizing impacts. When I was in college, one of my professors said, if we would get cable TV more broadly in use, this was in the 70s, remember, you know, when we had four channels, maybe. Uh, three that came in, clearly, not clearly like today. Uh, and he said, if we just had more channels, we would have more diversity in our news. No, not necessarily. <laughs> you just have more choices that say the same exact thing. And now we've gotten completely crazy because we can listen to anything we like, uh, when, no matter how nutty that is. And on that note, I was going to put this up, but it wasn't worth a a post radio the Nielsen ratings boosted radio listenership by four percent this month how come they said well because people are 
listening to radio on their phones and using Bluetooth devices. <laughs> and I guess they count Bluetooth as broadcast radio. Is that what's going on? Now, I do use, I do listen to iHeartRadio now and then to listen to the Packer games or the Badger games because I can't get that radio station up in Madison. Uh, but to me, that sounds like a stretch, but it puts radio back, you know, it should raise their viewership numbers. It's not real. I mean, it's just an algorithm. I don't know if they called up 100 people and said, uh, do you listen to the radio? And if they said no, they'd say, well, do you listen on your phone? Oh, yeah, okay. Who knows? Anyway, now, compare the the hearings on Capitol Hill with the EU. The EU just said, we're going to grant ourselves stronger powers to step in and enforce antitrust and harmful content rules. And no idea what that means. It was that each individual country had the opportunity to set their own standards, but the EU decided that the big tech was too big and they could do whatever they want. And that's the advantage the EU has over our cumbersome three-part system where we have fights all the time and not much gets done and why we have the best government perhaps in the world. Oh, by the way. But in the EU instead, they just say, let's decide we're going to take over the news. And they did today. And you would have missed it if you hadn't been here. Okay, a new product, a paper bag that turns into soap. And it's being promoted to pharmacies to put the pharmaceuticals in the, uh, I don't know if they count serous or not. Um, but I think they do, and I think it already was counted. Um, anyway, these paper bags turn into soap. I don't know if they're expensive or cheap. I don't know if they're for third world. Soap is pretty cheap. So I don't know the point of this except to make people more aware to wash your hands. I wash them. I'm back to about as often as possible, you know, on holidays and weekends before church. Okay. <laughs> so let that slide by. The big idea today, this death care startup is shaking up the funeral industry by decomposing bodies. You say, didn't that happen on its own? It does. But this lady... And I'm going to send this to Scott Adams. He's going to die. Now, can you imagine a lady trying to reform funeral care? What's her name? Katrina Spade. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> She's going to change burial. Mrs. Miss Spade. Anyway, Scott Adams will love that because, you know, he always makes fun makes says, where but the, a simulation would people have a name that went so perfectly with their job? Anyway, she spent two years lobbying the state of Washington State for a legal alternative to burial or cremation. And so she'll put a body into a special mix of wood chips, alfalfa, and straw that would decompose into usable soil in a matter of weeks. Now, most of you probably don't know this, but uh, the Orthodox Church encourages more decomposable burial options and there is actually for some in some states and some in some funeral procedures you know in most cemeteries you're required to put uh the casket in a in a vault in a concrete box so that as the whole thing falls apart the 
the, the soil doesn't go down and you have these little holes all over the place that you can trip over when you're visiting your recently deceased relatives. Um, so they, they require this, this cement box around your pine box or whatever you use. Well, <laughs> there is an alternative called a butter, a butter, a butter box, a butter box, I think it's called. And the idea is, you know, we have, we say butter out on the counter and we have a little thing that a lid that goes on the dish and it, and that's what they look like. And so it allows the casket and the body to decompose naturally and go back to the earth. What do you know? But anyway, her alternative is um, is only four grand or five grand, and they say that it's um, $5,500, which is 40% cheaper than the average traditional funeral. Okay, so save a little money, and you can put um, the remains in a garden suitable for vegetables. We're just leaving that up there for in honor of Halloween. Have a nice day. Like and share news you won't probably hear anywhere else.